Hi, that's Marvel Street Coffee Roasters. This is uh, Three Letter Thursdays podcast. Um, this is um, Nico speaking and Joe and Mike are on the mics as well. Uh, we come into you every week discussing all things Marvel Street and coffee in general. Um, this week we've got a weekly update. Um, most weeks you'll get that. Um, also our coffee menu and a little bit of uh, information about what we're working on. Um, this week it's going to be solubility, um, uh, a new coffee release, and some fun with some of our wholesale customers. Um, Mike, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good man. Joe? Joe. Awesome. Rocking. Yeah? Feeling uh, substantially better after uh, some food last night. Too much coffee yesterday, but it was all good coffee. Seven, seven, seven long blacks, no food. <laughs> seven long blacks, no food, three litres of water, and a shitload of kilometres. But it was good. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the Brisbane trip can be so brutal with no food. Or if, you get to, if you get to halfway the Gold Coast and you haven't eaten, and then, and then you're on that one-hour trip to, to, to Brisbane, and you've got more coffee to drink, then it's like... Do any of you guys ever bring food but for, always forget to bring cutlery? I do it yeah, every single week. Yeah, the so. number of times I've I think taken... That, I, think that's, well, I think that's why I put seat covers on the, on the caddy. <laughs> 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 yeah, the number of times I've taken like I always a, get a, a rice salad store. or a coleslaw and it's like, where's the spoon? <laughs> and then I go to a corner store and get a takeaway fork. Uh, Thanks, corner store. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Uh, so... This week. It's Thursday again. Yeah, this mm. week. It's, it's actually an awesome week. I kind of feel like it's been the first week that we... Um, feel alive again. Yeah, 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 after the holidays, right? We're kind of back in and on and into it and yep. everything's positive and it's, it's not difficult. We've got, mm. the, got the motion, got the train moving. Yeah, it's um, really hard to get going again after finishing off last year with so much momentum. Like Totally, and then you come in and it's slow. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. hard, but it's awesome now. Um, um, Tuesday. Mm. Tuesday. We had an awesome cupping. Awesome. Um, the whole crew, well, most of the crew from Bayleaf came down. Um, they're one of our, well, it's the oldest Marvel Street account, isn't it's it? The first. It's the first. Yeah, it's, where all, um, it's where we all started. The roastery, the roastery used to be across the road from, from, uh, from Bayleaf. You could see the fires in the roaster from the, <laughs> from the Brewster and Chef position. Like, you, know, you would see plumes of smoke coming out of that roaster. Uh. Um, back in 2009. I'm sure the real estate agent loved you. Oh, yeah, it was great. 2009 <coughs> it was, but yeah. But yeah, so Bayleaf was, was Marvel Street back in the day. Until yeah. Nikki, Nikki and Dan bought it in 2012. So. Mm. But yeah, it was Jess, good, yeah. Great, great to see that crew in. Yeah, Jesse brought, Jesse, the cafe manager, brought the, um, the whole crew down. Pretty much the whole crew. Someone had to work. Um, and it was so good. Everyone was so uh, interactive and... Few people had cut before. Few people hadn't. I, I was excited. I yeah. was so excited to see that crew in. Mm. Yeah, mm. it was awesome. I know, you, Joe. You were busy packing, and you were, well, you, you were. We had new staff, so I was hands on deck putting coffee bags in boxes. But uh, you do that so well. Like it, I, when I look over, like that area when you're working over there is always immaculate. I found it really difficult because those guys weren't quite as. Um, anal <laughs> as me um, particular I'm, I'm i am quite meticulous and i like the area to be spick and span and i, I don't operate well my headspace doesn't work well if it's not um but uh yeah training new guys and um i think they did a really good job though yeah. I, i've really enjoyed working with both did you, those did you guys. get a taste 
slip over? Uh, I did not. I only cupped production earlier that day, and we were we were going for it. We well, back we, a step. How good was production? Like, sorry, like, production was awesome. Yeah, I yeah. Think, you know, it's another massive table. Do well, Mike. Those 20, coffees are tasty. Twenty-seven good. coffees. The, they it's a big table. Yeah. That production table. Twenty-seven roasts that Mikey yeah. did on Monday that he had to cup. Um, so, yeah. Talk, talk to us about maybe that bay leaf. That bay leaf. Uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, like I, like I said, the heaps of there was a few people who hadn't cupped, and um, and it was great to see people. When I, when we finish, I sort of just ask anyone what what were your favourites here at Mount, and it's really cool. So many people um, picked the exact two favourites, exact same coffee filter, and espresso, without even knowing what they were. You know, it was just like oh, I liked five and two and. That was they, they, they were the same. They were the same coffees. Same coffees, and yeah. it's just that's cool to see that the translations there through whatever we do, and then that follows into espresso and all brew methods. I guess there are a couple of Marvel Street cupping veterans with um, yeah. Dave and Jen. Mr. Dave and Jen. It's but, always good to see them, right? And uh, and always, you know, certainly Dave always has an interesting perspective on the coffee. Um, Jen's very, I, f- I feel like Jen's very aligned with Marvel Street thinking. She's dialed. She's totally dialed. And she knows, um, the, she knows the coffee. She comes over and she's like, was number four Congo? Yeah, like she yes, you know, it it's it's awesome that she's not like yeah she knows how to make coffee and she has been a barista but it's awesome that she's like she's Dave's perspective is really interesting like yeah. I, I always respect his his thoughts but they're always you know it's great yeah, challenging go, yeah it's great to hear his his thoughts on the coffee and I think that's why he's such a like for, for Dave like, the coffee's never good enough and that's why I like working with him yeah, yeah. he's and, open and. Uh, that proved the case the next day. We, I think, yeah, Mike and I dropped in a bailiff on the Wednesday, and had the, the best Six experience. Coffee. Yeah, like the coffees were just singing. They had uh, Idna Vita across espresso and filter, and it was just unreal. Well, that coffee is awesome. I think that's one for the freezer. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, we're gonna like need the, a big freezer. We're, <laughs> we're fi- five <laughs> weeks into the year, and we're we're, uh, we're popping a brick in the freezer yeah. already. But um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it is a good coffee. Um, yeah, and I guess I don't know. While it was so awesome to have a big crew down there, and that sort of thing is quite hard to get a whole cafe or the most of a cafe to a cupping. Um, they don't need to be an event. You know? No, well, we have them every week, so that's yeah. so so it's a continued learning experience, and and you do it really well, Mike. Like when people come in, you know where everyone's at, and you know the the guys that haven't cut before, you obviously treat them differently to the guys that have cut before. Try to make it as yeah as well, well I mean, as I'd, welcoming and as educational as possible. Yeah, and I came along to cuppings here, and I just you know I'd only cupped a couple times before and hadn't scored before, other than yeah. judging barista comps. Um, so it was a whole new experience for me. So I know from the, yep. from the, I know what, what it feels like. Yeah, and it, yeah. Can, it can be intimidating. But I think the whole cupping thing, you know, it's not about cupping itself. It's about turning up, tasting the coffee, and then talking about it. And then having, you know, some external dialogue um, outside of the cafe mm. about the coffees. And then taking that with you back to that environment so that when a customer drinks like the even the evian 
Eden DeVito. Even De, even DeVito. <laughs> that's like a Ricky Martin song. It's De, Danny's brother, right? <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> so, 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 so when you know when when a customer goes, oh, this is a great coffee, you know, it's a Danny DeVito. Um, 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 you know, like that kind of response is, oh, I haven't tried it today, you know, but. Instead, the response is going to be, oh, I cupped that yesterday. I tasted it yesterday at the roast. It was amazing. You know, I really enjoyed it. It was, you know, you can have that dialogue confidently. It's, it's, it's a reflex rather than, oh, what am I supposed to say here? You know, mm. you know. And also, what's the coffee meant to taste like when you, you know, if you, if mm. you, you, you get the coffee, yeah. you haven't wrote, tasted it before, yeah. or you come to the cupping, taste the coffee, turns up at your cafe and you go, dial in, drink it. This is how it's meant to taste. Yeah, I've know? tasted that before. It's yeah. a, there's a memory. That's where it is, yeah. 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 So, but yeah, the point is that the, the cupping doesn't have to be a massive event that, you know, staff have to get days off and just... If you're in, Bar- if you're in Byron, it starts like we, we try and make it as easy as possible. So like Mikey or someone has set the cupping table up so that, so that it's ready to taste at 10.30. If you walked in that door at 10.35, you could pick up a spoon slurp all the cups and leave by 10:40, and we'd be thankful that you arrived like that's all you need to do and you can you know we can show you what coffees are on the table but it, it can be a five minute process or it can be an hour process mm. but also you know I, I don't want i don't want people to be intimidated by the cupping process the reason why it's cupping is it's because it's easy and it's quick and it's you know it's the easiest way to evaluate you know 20 coffees 10 coffees back to back and it's what mm. everyone does in the industry up until the barista, basically. Yeah. And, and then basically it becomes an espresso or, or a batchy or whatever it's going to be. Um, um, so, it, you know, cupping is only there for evaluation purposes. It's, you know, it's, it's easy. Yeah. And, that, and that, that's why we use it. Uh, and, and those sessions on, on a Tuesday, very much barista knowledge as well as cupping. You know, if you got, you know, it was a great question by the new brister at Bailiff. Um, Jane? Not Jane. Uh, e- the uh, guy Dutch. From Dutch guy. Yeah. Oh. He's like, do you, do you roast pea berries? Oh, and yes. that was a great question because, you know, it's not, it's, not a, it's, it's not a focus for us to get a particular variety, variety or particular type of bean. You know, the, the pea berries just, you know, it, it is present in all varieties. It's mm. just... A mutation, single bit, a single seed. So um, it's not our focus to get that bean. What our focus is and that was a great question. You know, it's like that's not our focus. Our focus is clean sweet, and as long as it fits the clean sweet, mm. and then then it doesn't limit us. Yes, it's yeah. whatever fits that bracket. Yeah, you know, and um, um, yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was good to see everyone there, and, and you know, the Tuesday coffees were outstanding. Like, yeah. Even Jane's soy flat whites that oh at the cafe cons- went yeah yeah she was concerned about them you know yeah. it's great to have that open dialogue yeah and th- th- you know I think turning up enables us to have an open dialogue at the cafe that isn't stressful just you know, helps to sense? remove the barriers mm. yeah. yeah it's nice there's no bar in between you at cupping yeah. and so all of a sudden you're on the same side and builds a relationship and you've got that yeah you've got that relationship so dialogue is easier. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Cool. What else happened this week? <clears throat> uh, lots of new coffee arrived. 
four, four pallets arrived. So four pallets, two pallets of A's. Working three on pallets of A's. working on a better a better system for making sure those coffees are good to go and when they hit the roaster. So yeah, we're kind of working at a high level to ensure that or every bag and every box is checked um, before it goes into storage and then it's approved and then from there we will draw down and mm. that's something we haven't really done in the past we've kind of approved them as they've hit the roaster which has been a time limiting factor basically for us but yep. we're kind of working one step ahead now to make sure that we don't fail um, you're working on that mm. yep <laughs> there's lots of work to be done but it's all for the all for the better yeah it's all yeah, for yeah, the greater yeah. good yes of coffee it's good of mm. coffee uh, yeah so there's lots of new coffees on the way um, got some Guatemalan samples as well we just drank an espresso Nico made us an espresso of uh, <laughs> one of them out of the sample roaster note to self do not try to make espresso out of filter roast 203 is a slightly <laughs> a little bit low end temp for us yeah. bro yeah <laughs> we thought we'd give it a go just to see yeah because they were they were they were coffees that we were thinking about buying they are coffees yes we're thinking about buying for espresso so we just thought well they've come out of the sample so we'll try and let's see espresso. what happens um, uh, not soluble enough mm. but the coffee was El Zorro from El Guatemala Zorro. so mm. we thought it'd be worth a go yeah we'll cut them later and see how they go um, and we got some new cupping bowls oh yeah Barista Hustle Plastic for, cupping for, bowls. For, thought we'd, for the nerds? Yeah. For the geeks? The plastic bowls. Um, plastic they're bowls. awesome because I was unpacking them and I did drop one straight away and it didn't break. But we got but, them just to, you know, for the big tables where with time constraints and they're easy to clean and that sort of stuff. So we've been testing them out. Uh, there's a slight, obviously they extract faster because there's they more heat. more heat. Yeah. Um, so we just had to figure out where our grind setting is for them and... We'll they still did, keep they, the porcelain for the Yeah, I think I, like the, I think I like the, I the do, porcelain yeah. for the public cupping. Yeah, oh, it's much sure. nicer. But the, pl- sure. the plastic bowls are good for, um, uh, good for production. Right? When, when yeah. you've got 27 so, coffees on the table. Uh, and you've got, you got to go quick. And mm. you've got a public cupping an hour later. You d- you don't, no one wants to wash. I wonder if they'll be big. Those bowls. They'll be popular in coffee auction houses and, and, I imagine and farms so. and stuff. I think I imagine they'll so. probably could, do well there. Yeah. Yeah, I usually see glasses. You know, yeah. Ethiopia usually use glasses. You yeah, know, like, like tumblers. Mm. Um, uh, but hey, you know, thanks Burger for our bowls. That's where they came from, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Today's topic. Today's topic. Solubility. This is something we've wanted to talk about for ages. I think we're own episode. We're looking at a board here that we've kind of made in preparation, um, but I think number two needs to go. Number one, like so, the dial-in yeah. is dead. The <laughs> dial-in is dead. Yeah. Well, I was, I was, <laughs> you I was were if you're still, if you're still spending. Or half an hour, or an hour. If you're if you're looking, at if you the, have to if turn you're up to work at, early, right? Yeah. If, if you're it, looking at the door and there's customers there and you're stressing out because the coffee's not ready, then you're not you using Marble Street. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That, you need that, to change that, roasters. Yeah, change roasters. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Absolutely. You know. And and I spoke to someone like someone rang us. You know, I had so much gratitude for the phone call. Obviously, we can't say who it is, but you know, just to get a look in that they were considering using us. Um, 
Um, and we talked about that. It's like, you know, why is your coffee $10 more a kilo or $5 more a kilo than what we're, what other people are quoting? And it's like, well, this is why. You can turn up in the morning. The dial-in is dead. Mm. You can literally put the grinder where it was yesterday. And that first cup is perfect. If the last cup was perfect yesterday, the first cup today is perfect. Totally. And, you know, we proved that this morning, walked up to the AK, put it on our number two mark that we, we grind all of our espressos on. And, dude, like right in the brew guide and great coffee. Mm, yeah. and, and that's what we want. That's what, you know, and I, I don't think we do a good enough job in telling our customers this is, this is what we are good at, you know, and it's what we focus on, you know. And as an ex-cafe owner... You know, that was big. One of my biggest stresses was the, the the labor, the labor and time wasted. You would know turning up to oh. work half an hour, an hour before shift just and, to dial in. And I mean, some that's days, madness. some days you would have that coffee that, you know, I guess before I knew a great deal about roasting, and I still don't know that much. But it's, you know, you would be adjusting the grind backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and tasting it and you feel like you've nailed it and then five shots later it's something different again and you're scratching your head going what am i doing but it's not you no, it's the coffee totally yep and and the coffee just hasn't been roasted the consistently same yeah the same which is and you a, throw which, in a new bag and it's different I, again. I, I remember i remember when i was when we were a cafe or buying coffee i remember looking at different blends and i think back and um uh it, actually i can just say this it was it was a blend by five senses and it was like uh i can't remember what it was called but it was a blend of all the different roasts put together Mm-hmm. So basically, it was a dark, a medium, and a light roast that they were doing for espresso and blending it together. And I think back now, and I think, wow, that would, you know, how would that act in the grinder? I mean, you get, mm. you know, mm. does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I remember when people would do that. You'd see like an mm. info card on a grinder would be like thirty percent dark, fifty percent medium, twenty yeah. percent light. Can you guarantee that would happen for every cup? I mean, if you could, then, yeah, then I mean, you could set your grind setting perfectly and it'd yeah, be fine, yeah, right? Yeah. But, but there's no little gremlin in there divvying up the beans perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Five of these, four of these, two of these. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, oh. But um, so so if you like like if you want to trial our coffee because you're frustrated, like get in touch. You know, yeah. you should if you're all things being equal. Um, if your machinery is great, which I'm sure if you're listening to this, your machinery is great. Um, and your water's sorted and the pressures good are coffee, sorted. Good good water. Yep, yep. Good, you know, machinery sorted. Um, flow rates are sorted. All the heads on your machine are flowing the same amount of water in the same amount of time. That just makes sense. Just turn them all on and fill a latte glass. They should all fill at the same time, at the same speed, at the same time. Machine sorted. You know, burrs are nice and sharp and clean and the grinder's clean and the water is, you know, you can't taste chlorine in the water. It's clean water. You know, you throw our coffee in the grinder, you know, it's working. Like the same as it did yesterday, batch to batch, week to week, especially blend. Mm. There's, there is some slight movements in the single lows, espressos, but that's more to do with, um, um, you know, bean size. So, um, you know, for the blends, we generally try and put the same size beans together in the blend. And that, that, makes, that ensures mm. that the coffee is consistent 
but theoretically a small bean is going to act and grind differently to a large bean. Yeah. So hence, <coughs> hence why, you know, coffee's graded in different sizes. You know, so you get an Ethiopian and you in a small Ethiopian and compare that to Roast a big faster. Kenyan, they yeah. roast differently. They yeah. just do, right? And, you know, so there's going to be a small grind adjustment, but we will make sure that the coffee that we provide you will when it comes to blends will grind and even single lows i mean it's very very close actually i dare say that if you were to put the single low into a regular burr grinder like a regular conical grinder and not a ek they would they would perform the same yeah, you wouldn't mm. change you wouldn't change yeah yeah um, i guess i'm i'd like you nico to i guess expand a little bit on how you came to that like how you came to the oh i'm gonna roast for solubility. Marble Street is going to roast everything. All, all daily well, grind is the same solubility from this point forward. I'll, I'll speak to Mikey about it before, you know, like, uh, yes, was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yesterday. Um, it actually, we, we reverse engineered the drink. So we just went, okay, what do we want espresso to taste like? You know, the, the current trend is like 4%, 5% or 6% espresso, right? Personally, I thought that eight to seven and a half eight to nine percent is a nice window for espresso if you've got given an, an eight and a half percent strength espresso then that tastes really good ten percent i thought was a little bit too heavy mm-hmm. personally yeah and it just kind of dries your tongue out but i just think that you know eight to nine is 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 a great window so then you just work back from there so if you you know we ended up you know, with the EK back in back in the day when they when they when everyone realised that they were a great grinder for roasting, they gave you a consistent grind size, grind particle size. Um, so, um, if you reverse engineer the the beverage, um, you end up with a a forty percent EBF, which is which is basically twenty in fifty out, you know, eighteen in 30, 46 out. That's mm-hmm. basically to get an eight or nine percent beverage. Yeah, so that's how we ended up there. Yes. And then from there, it was like, well, this is the brew guide. This is the espresso that we want to produce. Let's make sure all the coffees that we roast are within this guide. And then from there, we, you know, we, we established that most of the roasting has to be quite similar in its, in its absolute parameters, you know, like, um, you know, um, similar size coffee, similar, uh, similar, um, you know, like you don't want to be putting really small beans with really big beans. You know, if you put a Pacamara in with a with an Ethiopian, that is kind of extreme and really difficult on the grinder, and you get wild. Yeah. So I'm sure at some point we'll be able to nail it and get that sorted to be able to do that. But at the moment, it's difficult. But um, yeah. So um, and coupled to that was I, I was really sick um, when I was in the middle of um, owning both businesses and I couldn't taste coffee. Well, doctor said don't drink any coffee so <laughs> that's pretty yeah big challenge for a coffee roaster yeah so um we linda was doing all the tasting mm. and like linda's got super palate if you've ever cup with linda you would know that she has this amazing palate that you know she's just gifted with that you know i think it's her passion for food that enables her to have that so she was quite harsh harsh <laughs> it's like if you can make linda happy then the coffee's amazing and um um uh, she was able to taste age early on and she was able to taste 
you know, over-roasted ash when I couldn't. Um, so, you know, coupled with me being sick and, and um, the brew guide and Linda Cupping, we ended up at this point where it's like, okay, we are just going to do espresso like this and filter like that. And we stuck to it. Does that answer the question? Yeah. Yeah, I think and, and so. I guess. And the brew guys haven't changed in three years, the ta- right? The takeaway is that you, you decided on the beverage you wanted to serve. You reverse engineered that to the point that you could produce a consistent bean that was going to give you that beverage without having without necessarily having to taste it if you brewed within the parameters and so as a result of having predefined parameters your coffee had to fit into a very yeah, there was tight a se- tolerance there was a selection process yeah which 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 enabled us to really <clears throat> move quickly mm. in the buying process which is the the slowest part of, of coffee is like going through the samples roasting them and you know if you could just if you've got 15 samples you could just literally go through them is it 14 and over like screen size great that you know that we'll sample that um uh, it's not a pea berry because that's going to be difficult yeah it's not a pacamara that's going to be difficult yeah you know um, and then really just worked on on that simple process of just you know um um elimination um uv light yeah. Making sure the coffee's not agey or you know, the UV light, you can tell a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, um, and yeah, like that, that that enabled us to move quickly and make purchases quickly, which was you know back back in two thousand and ten, two thousand nine when we started, there wasn't a lot of coffee, great coffee available, and you had to move quickly. You know, you had to buy the good coffee quickly. And by now, the time, now by the time it's different. You, by the yeah. time you get a sample, you might be asking to buy something that's already sold. Yeah. And you have to almost put dibs on stuff. Yeah. It's like, you know, they don't, can, we, can you just hold that for me until I sample it? We're in Byron and by the time it gets here, you know. Yeah. I'm sure the postman in 2009 was more stoned than what they are now. You know? <laughs> and, and we used to, you know, used to take like two weeks for a sample to get here. And... Um, yeah. um, uh, that answer the question that does um, maybe Mikey you can share a little bit of it, the process we go through just to ensure that that solubility is maintained and that our, our quality control is is how stringent that process is yeah um, <clears throat> we um, it's just part of the, the weekly the QC process everything's roasted on a Monday um, samples are taken of every single roast on a Tuesday we Cup everything, solubility test every bowl. Um, solubility test meaning that the total dissolved solids of coffee, uh, it, and it and it its strength at the same grind, at, at yeah. strength at, its, at the same grind setting. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we have a, a grind setting for filter, one for espresso, one for our Thunderbird, yeah. um, and make sure we're hitting targets. There's a strength yeah. window, which is. 1.15 to 1.25 doesn't have to mean anything to you, but that's just what we use. Um, so if it falls in there, we know it's going to work when we send it to you. And then following that, off, we just we pull espresso of uh, each batch and make sure it works. Just make sure it works. Functionally, it works. Same grind setting yeah. for everything. So so if you get ratios. So if you're getting espresso at your shop and 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 it's not working, it's not the coffee. Mm. Because, if, and if you used our coffee before and it has worked, it's not the coffee. Mm. It's it's scales, 
Yeah, what are the things in the past that have come into yeah. play with that? Scales, you know, using scales or a few pairs of scales that aren't matched up. Um, have a calibration weight. Wrong just, just check. flow restrictors, you know, wrong yeah. flow rate. Yeah. Well, we had, a, we had an account last week that just got their machine service and straight after the service, um, the EK wouldn't work. And that well, actually wasn't the EK that wouldn't work. It's that the tech put the pump pressure right back up to nine bars. We run a little bit lower pump pressure. And also put 0.7 mil restrictors in the PB instead and instead of 0.6s. He replaced them. So the flow was just way too high. It was just like mm. running. Yeah. So, you know, that's an example of... Yeah. Anyway, back to you, sorry. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's that's our weekly QC process with coffee that's leaving, leaving the roastery. Awesome. Yeah. I think um, you boys have really expanded on that and given everyone a... A massive dose of why the dialing is dead, like, seriously. You know, you know but we've... there was also another fear in there that, you know, on a high level, was that I was like, we're in Byron, and, and there, was a, there was a really slow uptake for our coffee in Byron Bay, because we, we owned Bayleaf, and we needed to grow, and no one wanted to serve light coffee, and was scared of light coffee. And I was like, well, the only thing we've got is quality and consistency. If we can guarantee quality and consistency to our customers, the coffee arrives on time, it's fucking beautiful, and it works like it's supposed to work, and you're not freaking around, then they're going to order again. Because you can't get that from any other roaster Mm. back in the day. I think still now, I think from what I understand, you know. I mean, a lot of people still are scared of light roasted coffee. Man. And I don't even like calling it light roasted coffee. It's just it's roasted. Co- it's roasted. It's roasted coffee evenly. Yeah, yeah, totally evenly. And, and um, um, you know, it, minimal uh, intervention. Yeah, raw coffee. Yeah. It's it's roasted enough so that it extracts perfectly without the roast flavors or the green flavors. Mm. And if you're getting green flavors, then there's something wrong with the extraction process with our coffee or or the water or the grinder. Um, and if you are getting roast flavors, ah, it's easy. You just back off the grind or soften your water one of the two right mm. um, but you know the the dialing is dead if you're turning up to work and you have to you, you spend an hour dialing in your coffee like you should just be walking in the door you know pulling out a porter filter throwing in 20 grams pressing the button that you pressed yesterday and drinking a coffee sharing that with a friend or a customer that's turned up early there should be no stress yeah and, totally and, and that's saving the cafe owner money Oh, you know, hundreds, you, thousands, thousands. You're not wasting. I mean, the most valuable thing in a cafe is staff hours, and, and then coffee. And yeah, like you're not wasting coffee. Yep. You're not wasting staff hours. Like you, you're in front. You yeah, know, totally. even if like yeah, our coffee is more expensive than a lot of other coffees, but that's why. Like yeah. you, you save the money there. You don't see it on the. On the invoice. Well, if you're getting coffee for $25 a kilo or $24 a kilo, like that roaster is either making a very little amount of money or buying really cheap... Cheap grain. Cheap grain. You know, that $10 difference in our coffee prices for blend really does go to great coffee. Like, you know, we are paying $10 plus green for our coffee. You know, so that's, that's you know, mm. that's... That's where it goes. Yeah. You know, so... Um, and if you're paying little for your coffee, you're probably not receiving the service that we deliver. 
you know, great coffee, great service is why it's the price it is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, it might, it might just be coffee turning up at your door every week and you've never met the roaster before and that's that's probably why your coffee's cheap. Yeah. And, you know, I just, my my brain explodes when, you know, when the conversation is kilo price. I just, my brain just explodes. I just go, ah. Oh, it's more than that. Like if you can't zoom out and look at the big picture, mm. you know, and actually see that the kilo price, you know, if you, if all the coffee's ending up on the, on the, uh, on the tray under the grinder and, you know, you've got to clear that tray every, every hour because it's got so much coffee on it. Well then, you know, yeah, that's, that, that, that's a problem. Um, anyway. The darling yeah. is dead. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Forget about uh, it. Coffee menu. <clears throat> coffee menu. Um, we said uh, we say goodbye to African coffees. All done. Yeah, until you got rid of them, they're gone. We're uh, drinking some. What are we drinking? Conga. All right, can I have a refill, please? You sure may. Um, yeah, not much left. We'll have a few bags left for ourselves. You guys, I think there's a little bit left on the shelf. Some of you will probably uh, be able to get next week, maybe through Rooster's Choice. Um, I'm going away for the weekend. Um, not sure that there'll be any left. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to the Gold Coast. I'm taking my grinder and my brewer and my water filter. <laughs> that is serious. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Necessities first, right? Yeah. How's your running going, Joe? Uh, yeah, good. Dude, I had the... I, I frigging owned my quality workout on Tuesday. I, I had, Are you, you know, You're doing the rogue running... So program. yeah, I'm I'm training pretty seriously for Goldie Marathon, which is a long way away, and Six months away. and I'm at 105 k's this week, and I'll build to 150 in the coming couple of months, and hold it at 150 for a couple of months with some drop down weeks and stuff for recovery. But uh, what, what what kind of kilometers does like a an Olympic marathon runner do in a week? Well, they they say to be elite, you like no elite runner should long, long distance would be doing under 100 miles a week. So 160 160 k. So, so oh. I'll be pushing it. I'll be getting there. And I'll With be, a full-time I mean, job and two kids and four hours sleep a night. Yeah, well, that, well. That, that's how Tuesday went. Like, I got home, you know, Monday was a pretty crazy day and caught up in a little bit of work late Monday night after I'd put the <laughs> kids to bed and done some stuff. And I think I, so I, think I saw I, you did, like, I got, did you do like 16 or 22 I think on uh, well Monday was day off um, so yeah Tuesday was I think I did about 15 16, 16 k but it, it's, 16. it's the speed workout for the day so I got up at 16, you did a 16k run you and broke just, some uh, records that I, day, I, I got, oh, I yeah, got up at quarter to four because I got to bed at 12.30 got up at quarter to four and um, rode my bike to work because I ride on, th- on Tuesdays and uh, went for a run and, and because we hadn't finished bagging all the coffee on we the new, two new staff, so you know, awesome guys. Did just yeah, not great a, job, but yeah, not not as fast as you know they'll get faster. Um, yeah. So Mike and I had agreed to come in early, so I I had to get my run done really early. So I went for a run, and uh, then we came in at six thirty or something, and we were bagging coffee. Uh, you're doing sub fours on ten k, yeah. So it was like the workout was like. 10Ks alternating between 10K pace and half marathon pace. Uh, so half, you know, it's like 330s for 10K and 
345 wow. for half marathon. Wow. Um, and so the, the half marathon is theoretically the recovery pace. So that's, you know, it's, it was, it was a stinging workout. And at 6k, I wasn't sure how I was going to get through the, do you ever, do you ever get halfway two? thinking I shouldn't be doing this? Especially when you haven't had the sleep. Yeah, well, sometimes. I, 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 I find that I, I find lo- that often, right? I love the rogue guys. Like they, everything is hashtag JFK, uh, JFR, just fucking run. Oh, yeah, and right. and I have that, you know, that is like my mantra. I'm running, and it's like, you know, like it hurts, but just run. Yeah. And and you know, I'll, occasionally I'll close my eyes and just deep breath and just feel my body relax and you know it's incredible i really found the last couple of k's when i was hurting like heck and i really wanted to give up when i when i relaxed and i relaxed my breathing you surrender to it i got faster yeah right you know all of us instead of fighting it i surrendered to it and relaxed and got faster so i I it was a good day. Well, you know I've been running. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. You've I, mean, been helping I, I, I love that you're running. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> but, I, you know, because I was so sick for those five years, and I used to train quite heavily, like, you know, we, you know, we used to race. I just don't know. I've never, I haven't pushed my body since that time. And every time I do, like, an, an intense workout, like intervals, mm. I've been building intervals up week to week, not into this zone that I haven't been in for a long time. There's a little bit of pain. Because it's a little bit of pain, right? You know it's going to be over in, in 30 seconds or a minute. I yeah. mean, it's not like breaking your arm. You know, no. it's just a little bit of pain. Yeah. But you have this like self-preservation moment. It's like, am I going to be sick tomorrow? Or am I going to vomit? Or, mm. or, or am I going to pull a hamstring? Or, or and all of a sudden it's over. Yeah. But I, I'm not at that point where I can actually just let go and let it happen. I think for me, that's a lot of why I run, is, is understanding what my physical body is capable of and what mentally I'm capable of withstanding. And I really enjoy that point where it hurts and you don't think you can run any faster and trying to unlock... That extra little the, bit, eh? The extra bit, yeah. and, and some days you can and some days you can't, and it's like I, I, I really enjoy the challenge of that pain threshold and, and what, the, what the human body is capable of. Have, and, did you listen to that podcast with um, David Goggins, the, that, that yeah, crazy, crazy you know, yeah. American seal? Yeah, he is, he, he's a nut. He, you know, he breaks himself, right, literally. Yeah. You know, goes till he's broken but you know he, he, his mantra is when you think you're done you're only like 40% done yeah. you're only 40% there yeah anyway yeah. but um coffee but, you know, and I, I think you know we both can relate to coffee in the same way right when, when we think we're done it's like we're not there yet and you and I both you know pull our hair out at better ways of doing things and you know I think we, we can probably segue into like you know you, this week you know Joe, Joe was you know you've done fucking awesome stuff with that app and and making making our customers able to to order um, and so easily I mean the ordering well, process is so easy I mean you know our customers order stuff I don't you know, think people realise how easy it is like you know yeah. I mean let, let's just go back to the beginning because 
when I first came on board to Marvel Street, it was, you know, send your order through um, by Monday morning. And you'd get uh, half of them would come through as a text and half of them would come through via email. And some people would write you a, a journal entry. Oh, it's been a wonderful week in the cafe this week. We've had so many beautiful customers and the blend has been tasting really good. We'll have four kilos of it, please. And the the singles, well, they're not so good. Could you, you know, like, and it's like, what? Like, this is an order or is this a, but, 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 like but your that, di- dear diary? But, but, but that was, that's what was so great about Marvel Street back then as well was that Linda had this personal relationship with everyone to the point where they would write an email to her every Monday for the order. And yeah. that's what made, you know, our service so great. But we've flipped that right over on its head right now and made it so easy for the barista or anyone to order quickly and, and, you know, the, the, there's a list of all the things that you might need in, in the cafe and all the things that we stock. And you can actually just flick through those and you can see it. You can see that there's less second or third or fourth orders for the week. And back then, they would order the coffee and then on a Tuesday, oops, can we get some filter papers? Oops, mm. can we get some oh, decaf? Mm. Oops, can we get some chocolate? Mm. Now it's like you can see that they've intentionally gone through the list and, you know, and selected it. So it's great for them. It's great for us. It, you know, streamlines everything. But, you know, what I was getting at yeah, was that... Was the... Was the... We can now spend more time just talking with the customer. Yeah, we do. We get, we, we get a just, chance to do this, right? Yeah. And, and, and the invoicing is correct. And that translation from the order to the, to the, um, to the invoice, you know, that was a massive... You know, because you'd have to... Tra- the order to come in, you'd have to translate the order, which was a journal, which is awesome. But, I mean, but, I, I but, love the personal story, but when you're trying to get, get, a, get a roast schedule together and invoice, it was, the roast it was, was really challenging. Yeah. And, um, and everyone orders everything in different manners, and so yeah. it, was, it was a challenge. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that accuracy of people putting the every, you know, all the orders arrive in a uniform manner and they just land on our, on our database page and i take those numbers and put it into a row schedule so it's it's pretty straightforward but there's no mistakes in that regard i mean basically there's, no. only, there's, a, there's only two points of failure now and that's that's the, the the actual order itself like if if the barista fails or the ordering person fails to put the right order in or the the the, the fulfillment. right yeah fulfillment so we've got a double triple check on the fulfillment side so theoretically i mean everyone makes mistakes you know that's fine you know, we, whatever but but um, uh, and in saying that, this is the point. This is the point. Is that you know, like, I don't get angry. You know, given that I'm still the the boss here, I, you know, I still don't get angry with us making mistakes when we're trying because, you know, you broke the app on Monday, proper. Yeah, the- you proper broke it, and I was stoked because, you know, I think if if we're breaking stuff, you know, it means we're trying. Yeah, you know, and, and if you if you're making mis- if you're breaking stuff because you're trying so hard, I mean that's where you want to be, and and you know you can relate it to service in the cafe. I mean if 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 it's if if there's a queue out the door, and that person at the end's got to wait 15 minutes, that's a that's, that's a break, right? I mean, that, mm. That's a good problem to have. Mm. You know, you just got to figure out a better way to do it. So yeah, people two, are waiting two baristas on the machine. Move your move to the but, other side of it. Joe, <laughs> Joe broke the app and accidentally sent everyone's order to everyone else, and 
And, yeah. uh, I thought that was pretty cool. That was, um, well, in the, in the very moment that it happened. I saw your face. Yeah. That, it was not very cool in the moment that it happened. Um, well, I, and, I, and the rest of that day wasn't so smooth for me, you know. Kind of we've done a good job there, man. Like seriously, me, that, but, um, that is like what you've created there and a service that we can provide. That's just sick. It's so good. So yeah, good. you know, like, there's, there's more work to be done. One of, um, one of the places up on the Goldie that's not an account but um, have have used our coffee from time to time, he uh, sent me a message yesterday and, and said, oh, Joe, I'm, I'm going to use your app like." you know, what's a go? How do I do this? And it was so cool just to be able to say, all right, man, like, here you go. Here's a link. Select your cafe. Put in your email address for tracking and you're away. Choose, what, choose, order. choose what you want. Order, order. <laughs> it, like, that's it. It's, it's straightforward. And, uh, and, yeah, sure enough, there this morning, boom, his order's right there. Yeah, right. So no problems. App's working. App's working. And uh, and obviously the back end's pretty awesome for for Mike. Like you've been able to use that back end to be able to while I'm busy trying to sort out you know some yeah. bits and pieces on orders, some special order stuff. You just use the back end to be able to. I can just get look roasting. at total volumes and go. All right, let's go. Yeah, you can yep. start roasting start and roasting. you know have a ballpark of what 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 the day's going to look like. Mm. it's awesome and not only does the app just allow you to order it's uh all the info on all the coffees we're serving is there all the podcast episodes are there all the newsletters are there yeah you can ask and you can share questions it, and, and you can share it amongst your friends anyone. like just share it like just share it to any yeah. brista like yeah. it's an industry tool yeah really. like, go for it share it with as many people as you like I mean, there's no there's no pricing in there but you know if you need pricing then it's all in the newsletter and yeah. the newsletter's available on the from the app so actually the pricing is there so wow. um, 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 and if you listen to this and you're a new cafe and you just want to order just and, if, and you've got the app um, um, then um, there's a new uh, sign me a, up sign, sign me, me up, up or cafe. non-account customer yeah yeah in, in the drop down list just yeah. sign me up sign me up I'm a new cafe sign me up and yeah. you, you, you know you can just select that put your cafe details into comments and select an order we'll ship it to you you know no account Required. We'll give you a call when the order comes through to say good day and make sure that you know you're happy and and, mm. and you know um, and then we'll just ship. Um, awesome. Yeah, and you know I know certainly Ferg from Barefoot, who is just an epic legend, and um, who's starting with us next week, by the way. He's yeah, coming, coming to visit. I'm going to try and do a, a quick session with him on the mics, or we might awesome. try on the Tuesday try and get him on the mics. Yeah. Right. Well, he, he asked me, you know, he mistakenly ordered six kilos of filter <laughs> instead of uh, six 250 bags of filter. And that's just, you know, like that screen, I understand, can sometimes be, you know, a little bit cluttered. And certainly we're working on lots of stuff. Like the app is constant evolution and that's why shit breaks. And yeah. I'm sorry if, if on occasion I do break stuff but but it's only <laughs> we're because trying. we're it's only because we're trying to yeah. make your experience better yeah. and trying to do things better for everyone um and, I, and, 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 and that's why you're so good at the job uh, you know if i look at your running 
you know, the correlation between your program. Like, have you seen Joe's writing program? Oh. No. Like, it's like a spreadsheet. Wow. And, you look, and you look at it, it's like, this is your program. And you can see whether, you know, what he's when going to be When did you doing. first fall in love with spreadsheets? <laughs> uh, when I was, I went to a residential college at Melbourne Uni. And, um, you know, like I, I studied pure mathematics. Well, I started out studying electronic and electrical systems engineering and it wasn't for me and went into pure mathematics. Mm. Um, wow. So I studied, How come I don't know that? I studied an undergrad in pure math and, um, and, and with some statistics. And so I learned to use spreadsheets there, but where I found them most applicable was I was the coordinator for the outdoor, um, outdoor committee. <laughs> and so I, I was plotting... Um, vertical uh, versus distance charts for all our hikes and uh, you know just elevations yeah elevation start shit before Strava existed right you yeah. know so and, and Google Earth and all well, that your, sort of your, stuff so. your ability to, to produce formulas and interpret them is amazing like I just I thought I was pretty good at Excel until I saw your formulas and went right i'm not going to be doing this yeah I, I lo- the, the logic aspect of it is it's pretty good is a challenge and you know well, you know i think on a monday it's proof like you know, that that job used to be you know to get all the orders in and allocate them invoice them um and print all the invoices out packing slips and get all that done and, and follow up with any issues and you know tidy it all up that was like a two and a half day job now it's literally a morning job hopefully it's like three or four hours in the morning you know, get in at seven or eight and done by 12 or one. And then the rest of the day, you know, you're working on other, other things that can be possibly done to the app to make it better for next week and Tuesday as well. Mm. That's so cool, you know. Mm. Um, so, well done. Yeah. Hope thanks. you guys are enjoying it. You know, it's, uh, keep S- using it. and Send us your feedback. You, send us your quest. Please attempt to break it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're breaking it, it means you, you know, <laughs> you're doing a good job. It's good. Um, yeah. um, coffee menu. Coffee menu, yeah. As I said, Africa's gone uh, until. So are we are we on a hundred percent Colombia now? We are there. We are. Yeah, well, we're there. Uh, yeah, not yeah. Uh, not in the blend. Not in the blend. Oh, we got, oh, Nick we, got Nick <laughs> we got a Nick in the blend, and we got um, Guatemala in the. We got Guatemala in the um, in the Thunderbird. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the singles menu is. Um, Let's bring this home, Mikey. Let's do it, man. I just want to say goodbye to those Africans, though. I mean, they were awesome. They were and, awesome. But, and, you know, we're already on the road to talking about getting getting more. Um, I know a, a bunch of, you know, cafe imports and Nordic Approach are in Kenya at the moment or just been. Um, so hopefully they come back with some goods. And the menu um, just looks like uh, our two all-stars, um, Divya Alvarez and Eden Avito for filter and espresso. Um, and the San Sebastian for espresso, Colombia. Just tasting amazing. Yeah, just it's like super clean raspberries and super clean brown sugar. And Devi, the Devi. I mean, the, oh, the, I mean, it's so good. Those two, those two uh, coffees are, yeah. are completely complementary. Yeah. And and Eden Avitas from Calca, and they're just so similar in terms of enjoyment and. Uh, you know, just how they, how they translate as compliment coffee, the, They complement themselves. They're different. Yeah. They're different, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and we'll release a new AAA. For, uh, the producer's name is Alexander Hernandez. Uh, 
also from Colombia. We, which, uh, which region we, do you know? It's Willa. I think yeah, it's Willa. Yeah, it'd be Willa. And um, yeah, we only sample rested that last week and it's already here. And it's on the floor. Yeah, it's here. And so New Caravella boxes, they look good. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks, Caravella. Yes, awesome. they've been doing an Looks awesome job. amazing. So we'll have all-star Columbia bike a lot. Um, yeah. And then there's like another three to... You know, straight away well. so, we'll, so, we'll, so we'll do the we'll do the filter this week espresso next week with a new filter next week as well yeah. and keep that ball rolling um really this is a great time to 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 get multiple colombians on your on your menu this is it this is like you know one of the best times of the year yeah. right now it's sure. it's like embrace colombia you know you know um you know uh if you really wanted some some um um, some variety in your menu, like the Divier is like a Nicaraguan, and the Eden Eden Avida is more like a Guatemalan. Like if if they weren't Colombians, that would be my, you know, you know that, that, that's what they taste mm. like. But they're not. They're they're from different regions within Colombia that have. But the beauty of Colombia is that it has that coffee intensity, and they have good strength. Um, Guatemala is beautiful, but it can lack some strength. It can mm. be too beautiful. What I love about Colombia is it has balance. You know, yeah. it tastes like coffee always, and then it has some other aspect to it that you know that is magical. Um, uh, I think it's like a feeling you get when you drink it. It's just like a feeling. This man. is coffee. Yeah, this is coffee. Yeah, and you yeah. know, it's refined. It's well processed. They're, the the farmers are they work hard and they process their coffee well. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's you're not. And it's consistent, like, you know, it's like you, you can trust they have done a great job. They yeah. have so much pride in their work and in their, in, for their families and, and, yeah. and their country, right? They, they try so hard. You and know. I mean, I, I don't know how much of that is just the boys at Caravella are awesome or if, that's, well, I, well, if I, that I, translates I, across the entire Well, Columbia. I had this conversation with someone the other day and it was like, you know, the, why, isn't, why aren't the coffees from Asia as good? And they could be, but I think it's just that, you know, that difference in culture, you know, mm. um, um, the, the Central Americans and the, and the South Americans are, have a lot of pride in their, in their product, mm. you know. And, oh, yeah, they've and, just got to, this is the history so you can trust. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And they, they understand that it's got to always be good. You know, and uh, you know the question the other day about um, Sumatran coffees. Why don't we sell Sumatran coffees? And um, there are great mills now in Sumatra, definitely um, in North Aceh. Uh, but you know, primarily the coffee there is transported, you know, in an open truck um, and to a processing mill. Um, and generally, it's wet hulled, which means the skin's taken off and it's transported water for 24 hours with the skin off so and it's kind of fermenting along the way and it turns to fun and you know it smells like tobacco and smoke and all the thing you know if you've oh. ever, driven, if, 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 ever <laughs> yeah. driven through sumatra you would know that it, it just smells like plastic burning it feels like ethanol that, and you know it, it can be it, you know, the surroundings beautiful but you drive through and all you can smell is plastic burning and 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 an ash and then actually that's what the coffee tastes like you know mm. it, it, it imparts those flavors but anyway back to the menu sorry Yes. Yeah, that's that's well I think we just finished the menu and wrapped it up. Talking about um all the coffees to come. Uh yeah. Cool. Cool.
Thanks. This is a bit of a long one this week. This but thanks so one. much. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad yeah. we fleshed out that that topic as well. On solubility, any questions? Call. You know, um, we're here. We are here. <laughs> right on. Have a great week. See you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.